Today, the mob attempts to cancel Joe Rogan. The Canadian government strikes back at the truckers and Stacey Abrams wants children to be masked so she doesn't have to. We've got all that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Monday. We are thawing out here in DFW, but we are back in session. Uh, we've got a great show for you planned today, and I am joined by Blaze TV contributors, both Eric July and John Doyle. So uh, this should be a good one. Um, I It was like uh, people up in the north are like making fun of us because... I'm making fun of you guys. Oh, that's right. Because I'm from, from Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, and yeah. everything is don't mash with Texas, and you get hit with one inch of snow, and the entire state shuts down. So basically, like, if you ever want to go to war with Texas, all you have to do is just bring the snow and dump it on yeah, us. We'll, and we'll, we'll be contact, like, I don't know how, we'll get, I don't know what to do. I don't we'll know how to react. With, uh, Bill Gates, and we'll have his weather machines just launch a full-out attack and blizzard <laughs> on the DFW area. Yeah, but uh, no, we really, like, no one is equipped to handle ice, and there was a lot of it, so we had to stay home. But uh, we're glad to be back. We couldn't really talk about this as it was developing at the end of the week last week, uh, what was going on with Spotify and Joe Rogan, but a lot has developed since we last talked. So... Spotify pulled uh, more than 100 episodes of Joe Rogan's show. This was after a, uh, a video surfaced. Have you guys dug into who did this video? No. Okay, so it's, I mean, it's, you would expect is from Patriot Takes, and they work with this uh, media group called um, the Midas, the Midas Group, I think it's called. Um, but it's basically, it's just like a bunch of left-wing activists who are obviously trying to get Joe Rogan canceled. Uh, so they came out with this video of Joe Rogan using the N-word. Now, obviously, you will see, I'll play the video for you, you will see that there is absolutely no context given it's just a compilation of Joe Rogan using the N-word and, you know, they were using this as a reason to say, you know what, it wasn't good enough that, uh, you know, you didn't cancel him whenever we pointed out that he gives COVID misinformation, so this should do the trick. And uh, before we go any further, let's go ahead and, and let's watch that compilation. Like, you know, the thing. Yeah. Saying the word I You've already said D is just like saying She's calling you a like this boy that he's a and starts calling them bird there should be a word like especially like the word that's our he says guy and there starts saying about use out the word the word and he couldn't say now uh Obviously, like I said, just a compilation of just here's the word. He said it. Therefore, he needs to be canceled. Um, and I want to get into, gentlemen, I want to get into, oh, I don't know, maybe other people of a quite high stature in the United States who have also used this word. If we're saying context doesn't matter, you should never use the word ever, ever, ever. Even if it was nine years ago, even if it was 20 years ago, even if it was 50 years ago, you still deserve to have your life upended if you've ever used the word. Even if it was socially acceptable then, it's not now. And we have to uh, look back on what you did before with today's standards, not previous standards. But, um, but, but let me first play Joe Rogan apologizing for using the N-word, which we all know, I think we would agree at this table, is going to make things infinitely worse for him uh, because you never apologize 
to the mob, Joe, but he did it. Watch that. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Now, Spotify did, as I mentioned earlier, remove, I believe it was 113 episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast from their platform. But they did say uh, they, they are going to stand by uh, Joe Rogan. They don't obviously agree, they say, with uh, what he said. They strongly condemn it. But they said canceling voices is a slippery slope. And I don't think uh, the left wing activists will be happy with Spotify's decision, Eric. Well, they'll never be happy. I mean, I, I don't really want to let Spotify off the hook here because in some cases they bent the knee. We've seen these sort of internal messaging going out there for the with the CEO. Basically, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do this and all that. But I don't feel like any of these weirdos are owed any sort of apology. But it just really goes to show that we have a very long way to go culturally and for people that, let's say, aren't deranged leftists to be able to exist and not have to deal with this bull crap. But it doesn't stop until people say go go screw themselves yeah. and kind of strip them of that perceived legitimacy that they have to be able to pimp people into saying what they want them to say, which is all this is. The left controls or rather has so so much of an imprint or whether it be through infiltration, whether it be through neglect of, uh, of the people that are on the opposite side, that they could just kind of wield their power to get people to you know, get out of a position of power themselves. And that's what they're very good at. The only way to stop that is by, uh, number one, stop going through sort of their institutions that they now control. I don't care how how uh, we think that, well, we're on the good side of things. We shouldn't pay attention to people's politics and all this other stupid stuff. Your enemy doesn't warrant you such a thing. If they can, uh, they're, they're already labeling certain people right wing uh, that were on this show that couldn't be anything further, uh, certainly from that, because they don't care. Including himself. Uh, yeah, including Joe Rogan, of all, uh, all people, which is far from uh, what, what I'd say. Endorse Bernie Sanders. Yeah, exactly. So he's far from what I would ever consider a quote unquote right winger, but that doesn't even matter to them. Right winger when they use it just means people person that they disagree with on a uh, given topic but I want these people stripped of their perceived uh, legitimacy so you do what I do and that's that I say I've said many messed up things I've used a word that starts with F it rhymes with maggot um, and you'll probably find old videos of me America actually saying that and I'm not going to apologize for it certainly considering the context in which I'd ever used that and if you f uncover that stuff and you find it I am going to say Okay. Yep. Congratulations. Right. What can you do to me? Nothing. Right. You can't do anything to me. And the minute people start actually having that approach, especially something like this where there's like some added context, mm -hmm. yeah, you only apologize if you actually did something wrong. Right. But apologizing for someone else getting offended at something I said 12 years ago, <laughs> good luck.
It was funny too to see everybody on the right like celebrating Spotify. Like, oh, Spotify's like, there are guys now yeah. because they're not yeah. going to kick off Joe Rogan. The reason they're not going to kick Joe Rogan off is because the, the rage that is being pushed by these activists doesn't translate into the consumer market. Yep. Like, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan is so profitable for Spotify. What are they going to do? Kick him off and have him just go somewhere else? Like, he's syndicated throughout the culture. He is like a guy that everybody knows. His podcast gets like, what, 10 million downloads on average per episode? Which is so weird, you guys, because I just always remember him as the Fear Factor guy who made people eat bugs. I mean, well, isn't that weird? And and now he's like the most popular podcaster ever. He kind of got podcasting here where it's at. Like he yeah. was one of the big first it's honchos. Just so crazy to me. And it, it's kind of a basic take, but it is true. Like that, he is so popular just goes to show how starving our country is for, like, conversation. Yeah. Like, there's been a lot of people who've made careers out of this, Joe Rogan being the most successful, of just, like, facilitating conversations. Like, Joe Rogan is literally just, like, a guy. Like, he's not really an expert in anything, per se, except for, like, martial arts. But he just has people on of all different affiliations, and he just talks to them. And he gets in trouble for that because occasionally you'll get someone who's, like, you know, quote-unquote far-right or who's deviant from, like, what the medical consensus wants them to say and things like that. And then all of a sudden they have to weaponize all these things against him, whether it's, you know, the n-word tapes or, or what have you and people just aren't going to care about that like no one's going to look at like joe rogan and like get angry with him for like saying that word and it's funny because you know it used to be bad or at least in my knowledge i don't know if i know a whole lot about that word but the the whole idea was like you can't say this to a person like that's so wrong which is like true but like just saying the word like where do we draw the line where if you can't say it in conversation like just in reference to what someone else said or you can't like read it in a book aloud why do they get like to say it in movies like why did like actors like leo dicaprio who's you know a progressive why did he get to say it in like Django Unchained. Why aren't we going back and saying that that should be censored? Like, where's the line drawn to where white people can or cannot say this word? I, you reminded me, I uh, saw a tweet from Matt Walsh that I thought it is kind of goes along the same line. He said, you know, you listen to a rap song where the N-word is shouted 45 times in three minutes and say, wow, this is great stuff. But uh, you hear a nine-year-old clip of a podcaster saying the N-word while quoting someone else. My God, that word, not that word. It is causing me so much pain. Yeah, and they're just looking for any, because nobody actually cares. They're not offended. If they just hear, but they see it as a thing. Like, oh, I can use this and I can yes. pretend to be offended by it. And it's kind of like, you guys have dogs. Right. So if you're going to take your dog for a walk or you're going to feed it, you have to like spell it out like, you know, F-O-O-D, because if the dog hears the word, it's going to flip out. Right. It's the same thing with these activists. It's like if they hear the word, they're going to just flip out. So you have to literally say the N-word yeah. to prevent yourself from being canceled. It's like a Kevlar vest against the woke mob. I mean, unless you are someone like Joe Biden or uh, the Young Turks, which I saw a compilation of them or, going uh, around. Lyndon Johnson. He had that quote about the uh, Great Society program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, but, uh, but Vance uh, voting for him for the Knicks, and he was right. Yeah. I mean, to his credit, I guess yeah, he was. He was right. He, offensive, <laughs> but right. But you know, it's like these offensive people, but right. That'd be a good show name. <laughs> <laughs> these people don't like. They're not offended by this. They don't care that Joe Rogan used the N word because if they did, they would have cared well, when Joe Biden said it. They're president right. of the United States. When all of these other people said it. Right. When it's said in rap songs. When I mean, like it. Uh, so Eric. Tell me, <laughs> is it offensive to hear someone say no, that? No, I mean, like, look, I, I would never allow someone not? to have so much power over me that they use a word and that's it. And I go start clutching my pearls and fainting on the right. couch that's behind me. Like, I'm not, uh, that's for losers. You know what I mean? Either way it goes. But 
Because he wasn't calling someone no, that. No, it was like, like context. It was like, all right, someone brought it up, so he just flat out, flat, right. flat out said it. And yeah, from a cultural standpoint, people have kind of grown that you don't use the word if you're this color or you can. And then when you are that color or if you're not, you you got to say it with an A or E. All the rules can get kind of, kind of, kind of weird. Yeah. Either way, I don't, I don't care. I will let never let someone be able to have that much power over me where they can just use a word and I just uh, faint. But on a serious note. They will use anything they can. It doesn't matter. Like you see them. First, it was the medical misinformation. Right. That was just, all right, their first crap. And they didn't at the get wall. their way. Didn't really get mm-hmm. what it is that they wanted. They even said, okay, maybe these episodes are going down, but that's not good enough. So here's the next thing that we're going to try to do. And that only they're only given that power, again, unless you acknowledge that. And that's what Joe Rogan is making a big mistake of going on this yeah. sort of apology tour uh, that, that he's on. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it. it I, I said that when you should just be telling them to go screw themselves. The, we- the, the, the left in this country, the authoritarian left more specifically, which is basically all the mainstream oh. modern, <laughs> modern left, uh, is all that is. The only thing that they have that really gives them power is, again, the perceived legitimacy by the way of the people that hate them, or they hate more so, to be more accurately putting it. And once they are rid of that, when people say, all right, I don't care what it is that you say or how you feel about us, how big of a megastar it is that you are, any of that, we're going to go do our own thing, and you can go sit over there and be offended all you like. Mm-hmm. They're done. They're yeah. d- done. It's like that easy. I've been trying to get people to blueprint, but nobody listens to me. The outrage over this is just another form of virtue signaling, too. Like, I, you know, when I was in high school, there were books that would have the word in it, and, like, a kid would read aloud, and they would say the word, and the kid would be white, and everyone would just get so upset. And it's like, what they're doing is virtue signaling. They're saying, like, I, as a white person, just really understand the plight of the African-American, mm-hmm. and I'm just so mad when you do this. And it's like them just trying to seem like they just really get it, and they just, they're so empathetic, but it's not. It's just, like, a way for them to kind of redirect and, and the conversation. To, be, and to, to piggyback on that point, I haven't seen any black person that's been, like, legitimately offended yeah. at maybe pink haired weirdos on, on like Twitter and stuff right. but like actual black folk ain't saying oh my god Joe Rogan said <laughs> no ain't nobody yeah. doing that yeah uh, all right let's go ahead and, and pick this conversation up uh, after the break because I think there are a couple more interesting portions of it worth getting your opinion on gentlemen but first we want to thank our sponsor Birch Gold so uh, look I, we talk all the time about the insane amount of inflation that is happening right now, uh, like record highs. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. I don't know if you've gone to the grocery store lately. I don't know if you have been looking at, oh, I don't know, your 401k. But right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of the Biden administration. Look, do not wait any longer. You have to call Birch Gold. They are the best people to trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold. All right. You are losing money. OK, you are treading water without a life vest. But Birch Gold has your life vest. You can convert an IRA or a 401k into a tax sheltered IRA in gold. They've got thousands of satisfied customers. They've got an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I can't speak today, but I'm going to keep going anyway. Uh, You can trust them to protect your savings. Like I said, do not wait until it's too late. The administration is running the economy into the ground. You need to diversify right now. You can text the word Y to number 989898 to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. It's going to be a 20-page guide. It's going to explain to you how you can protect your savings with gold and silver and how you can buy them under the tax umbrella, uh, uh, under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. That is the word Y to 989898. Y to 989898.
right, so going back to uh, the Joe Rogan controversy, CNN, which I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, things are not great over at CNN. There's a lot of uh, scandals going on. There's like pedos that are being investigated and uh, subsequently arrested. There is, of course, Chris Cuomo who left. Um, they've got the the head honcho, Jeff Zucker, who had to resign because of, you know, basically Chris Cuomo threatening to blow the whistle and just tell everyone everything because, as we all knew, he was only being held onto by CNN uh, because of the things that he knew, everyone's deep, dark secrets, of course. But aside from all of that, CNN, it's, everything is going great. They've got people like Brian Stelter. They've got people like Jim Acosta. And Brian Stelter and Jim Acosta were uh, sitting live on television just kind of pontificating on how Joe Rogan gets to keep his job because if that compilation video were to un uncover, be uncovered uh, by anyone else, they would lose their job. How is this even possible? Watch. You and I both know um, that that compilation right there, which he has admitted to, is, Why is, Brian is uh, you know, authentic. That would be enough to put anybody out of a job. I mean, to me, I, it, it's, it seems untenable to have that kind of video surface, that kind of compilation surface, and keep one's job. It might be different because these are episodes that existed before Spotify bought into the Joe Rogan business. So before he was, you know, part of this exclusive deal to distribute, you know, may, you know, he was out more on his own as an independent broadcaster. They might try to claim, ah, oh, this was all in the past. But you're right, Jim. There are many examples, including in Hollywood and entertainment, where people have uh, have lost their roles for less than this. I love this. They might try to claim it was all in the past. Like, no, literally, it was all in the past, but that's okay. The CNN doesn't know a lot about facts. Uh, so I want to get your opinion on, on this, but more importantly, I want to throw into the conversation uh, actor Russell Brand, who really, uh, you guys know, I love Brian Stelter. I think she is just adorable. And just the way that she throws fits live on television like a little girl all the time, I just think is... So cute. Uh, but Russell Brand, I have to say, is uh, the best, gives the best imitation of Brian Stelter that I have heard. Watch. Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. No, listen here, Sonny Jim. You're not only making people not trust you, you're making them not trust me. Who just wing it. Who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms. They're like, why don't people trust me? They trust Rogan, but I'm perfectly trustworthy. Look how loose my tie knot is. Joe Rogan's irresponsible. He took horse maggot medicine the other day. Now tell me, sir, and don't tell me anything other than this. Should there be a war? Yes, there should be a war. Interview's done. I'd like to see you do that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> he went back and forth from being Brian Stelter to also like the cowardly lion from The Wizard of Oz, I think. I don't know. But um, I think this goes along to your point, John, that you were making earlier, that people like Russell Brand, uh, people who you wouldn't expect maybe to uh, come out against these left-wing activists over at CNN, are actually jumping on board with Joe Rogan because everyone's like, he's just an average guy. We just want to have the conversation. Maybe we're tired of being talked down to by you people over at CNN in your ivory tower wearing your ties. And he's just like, he's getting information out to people. Like, shut the hell up. Yeah, and it's it's not just the ties. It's the, you know, at-home studio that's right. coincidentally in front of all my smart people books in the background. And you can <laughs> see that they're actually all very thick. And I read all these books because I'm a smart, serious person. And then he gets insecure because people are like listening to Joe Rogan. Right. 
right. significantly more than him. And yeah. it, this makes him sad because he's a midwit. Like, he is somebody who is insecure about his intelligence because he's just smart enough to realize that there are people who are stupider than him. <laughs> and they're, like, listening to people who are not him. And so he has to take these very simple ideas and he has to add all these sources and studies and, you know, Ivy League analysis to them to make them so complex. And this is just too, this is too complex for someone like Joe Rogan to really understand. Whereas actually brilliant people take these complex realities of the world and they just break them down into very simple terms that can be disseminated to the masses. But Brian Seltzer can't do that because he's not very intelligent. And so he has to then make everything so complex. And why are people listening to Joe Rogan? He doesn't have the expert consensus. He's not in a real newsroom. It's like, yeah, I bet that makes you upset that he's not in a real newsroom. He records with like, what, Panasonic camcorders that are $700 <laughs> each? Literally a less sophisticated setup than we have here. Yeah. Yet he's doing better than CNN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, Eric, I want to get your thoughts. <laughs> Just want to bring up, always like to remind people, 36 years old, Brian Stelter. Yeah. 36. He's the oldest looking 36 year old I think I've ever seen. And that probably includes mugshots of meth users. He looks like I've seen. every villain in any like kids movie ever. Like the, <laughs> like the fat balding guy in the suit. He's like, he looks like he wants to like cancel Christmas or like recess or something like that. 36 guys. Yeah. Man, I've, I, you know what? I guess that's just what happens when you sell your soul to the devil. Uh, Eric, your thoughts. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, look, all this is is them coming to the realization that there are so many people. And this isn't Brian Stelter's first, let's say, <laughs> tirade against folks that are not connected to him or do what it is that they have been doing really for decades. And there was once upon a time that you had to get your information from them. Yeah. Right. It was like it was funneled through yeah, them no and choice. their lens. So it was TV. Um, radio every now and then, but it was mainly TV, and if it, they didn't cover it, it didn't exist. So what the power of the internet allowed is for just regular people to cut out the middleman and get a direct line of sight with uh, their audience, and that has resonated with so many people, and really that's kind of where more people are gravitating towards. We've seen actually folks try to have that old school corporate um, deal. This is I'm not going to bore people with like the nerd geek stuff, but G4 TV is having this exact problem where they made a comeback and they're trying to do the YouTube thing. But that's a space dominated by regular people who shoot videos in our studio uh, and they're not doing well. So our guys, for example, can do a stream on a Friday, uh, Friday Night Tights and Neurotic. We can do a stream and it's 13,000 viewers doing it yeah. or watching it. Yeah. They can't. G4 comes back, back by Comcast trying to enter the same space. And yeah, it's highly produced. It looks good. But they can't get that. They're not interested in that. And that's the way of, of the future. Mm -hmm. People are resonating with regular people. I think they always had. It's just you didn't have that ability to be able to connect with them. So all he's doing, which is why he went on a raid. I think he went on a tirade about Crowder, the same, basically the same thing. Like these guys aren't listening to us. They're listening to these people. They get more viewership than us, and it shouldn't be like that. Well, that's the way of the future, and we're going to win, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. There's nothing, and that's what's really setting in. Mm -hmm. So to those that think this is really about medical misinformation or Joe Rogan saying the N-word, no, no, no. It's that he has a platform, and he doesn't go through them. Yeah. And they don't really have tabs on it. I argue now they have more because they're connected. He went to Spotify, which was a mistake. But definitely for those of us out of that realm, they can't control us. And we resonate with people, and there's nothing that they can do about it. So it's going to get worse for them going into the future, and I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, all right. When we come back, let's talk what is happening in Canada. It's getting it's getting very tense over there in Canada. Uh, we'll get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Raycon. So, uh, look, Raycons are I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 
Raycons are wireless earbuds, okay? Um, and you may have another brand of wireless earbuds that you're constantly, they're like falling out of your ears and you know, you're losing them and you're paying way freaking too much money uh, to replace them. Don't do that, all right? Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you wherever you are going uh, because no matter how, if you're going on a run, if you are, I, I don't know what you're gonna do when you listen to your podcast or your music or whatever, but like you can be moving your whole body, jumping up and down, and they're not going to fall out of your ears. They don't have those stupid stems that are just going to weigh the earbud down and weigh your ear down. They fit very, very comfortably inside your ear. Uh, I, I, I love mine. My son still them all the time. My husband steals them all the time. I bought a pair for my mom because these are just a family favorite in my house. Uh, so if you are looking for a wireless earbud that is not going to break the bank, you have to try Raycons. Um, I'm just telling you, you are spending way too much freaking money if you are using any of the competitors. Uh, by the way, they offer eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. So you got to go to buyraycon.com slash why. Get 15% off right now over at buy, that's B-U-Y, buyraycon.com slash why. I seem to recall, I believe it was the beginning of last week, maybe. And Eric, I think you were on the program with me when we talked about this Freedom Convoy mm -hmm. uh, over in Canada, over in Ottawa. And I mentioned that it felt a whole lot like they were trying to set this up to be like the insurrection over in Canada, right? Their use of the insurrection, January 6th type uh, speech that they were giving, that the government was giving. And here we have it, the Canadian police called the Freedom Convoy a, quote, nationwide insurrection, uh, they're calling it. They're saying this is an occupation. Uh, this is a nationwide insurrection. This is madness. We need a concrete plan to put an end to this. Um, and they're calling it terrorism. They're uh, describing truckers as violent, even though they say the only actual act of violence was carried out against supporters of the Freedom Convoy mm -hmm. when a 42-year-old man drove his SUV into a, a crowd of protesters. Right, of course, mm -hmm. because he was mad that they were protesting, wanting their freedoms back. Um, so it's very interesting to see how this is transpiring. So a couple different updates to the story. I want to get your thoughts on, gentlemen. Number one is GoFundMe who, uh, as we heard over the weekend, they had first decided that they were going to uh, just cancel out the 10, stop, stop the GoFundMe fundraiser, right? So the nearly $10 million that they had accrued in their fundraiser, right? They were freezing and they were not going to give it to the Freedom Convoy, but instead were going to give it to uh, charities of their, cho of their choosing. And well, actually what the statement was, was, uh, who GoFundMe and also the organizers choose. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure that you guys are not going to agree on that. So we all know how this is going to play out. But they received such a backlash uh, that you had to actually go in and request a refund if you donated. And you had to do it by a certain date or they were going to transfer the money over to uh, a charity of their choosing. GoFundMe backtracked on redistributing that money uh, under threat of fraud investigation, which I know Ken Paxton here in Texas uh, threatened to do along with a couple other uh, attorneys. General, and so they backtracked on redistributing the money. So, as of right now, they will not host the Freedom Convoy on their website, but they are at least refunding people's money. Um, but meanwhile, the Ottawa police are seizing fuel 
so that these truckers cannot have fuel. Now, keep in mind, this is how uh, these truckers are sleeping in their in their cabins, right? They're sleeping in their trucks, so they're not going to have fuel. They're not going to have heat. Uh, does not look like it's very warm over there in Ottawa right now. As you can see, the snow behind these people. Uh, it's going to get very, very, very cold. Uh, the mayor is declaring a state of emergency. They say that the city is losing the battle, which I find to be very, very, very wonderful. And uh, the Ottawa police have resorted to arresting people for uh, bringing gas to mm-hmm. the truckers. They're, they were caught bringing fuel to the truckers, which is just uh, insane. So. The Ottawa police tweeted out, seven people arrested, 100 tickets issued in demonstration-related enforcement. Ottawa police have made multiple arrests in relation to several enforcement actions related to the ongoing demonstration. There are over 60 criminal investigations so far. Uh, (laughs) Gentlemen, your thoughts? Uh, Two things. Uh, Let's first talk about the GoFundMe. I do think that the white pill of all of this is that you're starting to see these sort of alternatives that have been popping uh, up, which is what I've talked about with this parallel economy all mm-hmm. this time, and that, you know, deprive these people of your money. The difference between the left and the quote-unquote right in this country is that the quote-unquote right funds the left. The left does not fund you. Yeah. Um, so with this situation, um, as with a, a lot of different cancellations and stuff that we're seeing, you're starting to see people actually uh, have something come into fruition mm-hmm. that is, I don't know, not owned by people that hate you and people are gravitating towards that so that's the good thing which is give send go correct yeah, give send go is uh, uh, one of them i think they so they are hosting the freedom yeah. convoy and now. it's one of those things i've said before like when you start making good alternatives te- technology wise it doesn't seem like they were ever ready for this uh but you know to their credit it seems like they're going to grow and this is a lot to uh, i guess a lot to learn from it the other part is uh that i want to talk about is yeah canadians and I noticed when we talked to uh, Benjamin uh, Dictor the mm-hmm. other day, same thing with uh, conservatives in this country where you got a, you're in an abusive relationship with military and police officers. And the police just flat out told you they're not on your side. Like I'm, I, you can say, well, there's some people that may be in there and it's, it's like 50 percent. Where are they? Why aren't they publicly taking taking you back? Actually, it's worse if they're just going to sit up here and follow orders, uh, whether it be from the mayor or whoever. So um, uh, people being, I guess, red pill. That's the, I guess that's the proper one uh, regarding police and military. Or something. I know today. we're going white pill. Blue, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Uh, but no, I think that's a positive thing as well. As people are starting to realize, OK, maybe we need to re- reconsider that. But at minimum to their credit they're winning yeah they're still winning they're yeah. still winning uh you're starting to see them at least try to shift make some compromises here and there and that's good we'll see how long they can uh, uh make this happen but they were always going to call you an insurrectionist and all that right. was inevitable right i think they were ready for that it just goes to show too how much they actually resent like the true working class yep. like all the people who claim to advocate for the working class are not workers i mean they're effectively in the working class because what they do is they go to a university and they get overeducated and then they can't when they can't get employed they have to go be like a busser somewhere or like mm-hmm. a server somewhere and then they get resentful and they're like oh i'm a worker but it's like no you define worker basically in terms of like 
like how gay you are and how brown you are. Like as that shifts up, you're more of the working class. When you have just like normal white guys who like, you know, driving trucks, normal people, and then when they start to resist the tyranny, then all of a sudden they're not working class. They're fascist, they're insurrectionists mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. My sister's fiance, uh, Racist. He's, uh, he's Canadian. Mm -hmm. And I texted him the other day and I was like, I bet you feel really smug right now. And he was like, why? <laughs> and I was like, for your whole life, 27 years, you've had to hear, oh, oh, Gator guy, oh, a boot right. and stuff like that. And then you look at what's going on in Canada and they put together organically a better mass resistance to the tyranny than we have in America. And this is not a shot at America, but it is to say that we have to recognize that all of this, you know, politically correct tribalism, where you're only allowed to make fun of Norwegians or French, haha, you guys surrendered, who cares if you ruled the world, you surrendered, <laughs> or, uh, you know, Canadians or things like that. We are not the same, or we are not so different, I should say. You know, we are all in the struggle together against the global libtard menace. And it's not like the Canadians are bad people because maybe their definition of right and left is a little bit different. It's like they're on the same page that we are, and they're doing great work up there. Did you guys see the video that was uh, floating around Twitter of the three women complaining about all of the truckers uh, taking over uh, the city? And it was just the most Canadian thing ever because this woman was like, I, I was so mad, I get, he, he couldn't hear me, but I gave him the thumbs down. <laughs> like, look, here, most, look here, bud, if you don't stop honking, <laughs> I'm going to give you the thumbs down. <laughs> it was the most Canadian thing I've ever heard. Um, no, but I mean, look, John brings up a great point, Eric. Let me give, sure. you, let me give you last word on that. John's like, of course I did. <laughs> uh, let me give you last word on this really quickly in that it's, I mean, where the hell has America been on this? How, what, Can, now I get it, Canadians, let's just say this, they did have to go through a lot more, right? Their entire yeah, country was going through the vaccine passport stuff, that's like they did, but it's supposed to be in our blood. Right. Like just the, just the mere talk about vaccine passports should have us yeah. so riled well, up. Again, uh, I think it goes back that to, to what I was saying er earlier with this sort of abusive relationship yeah, that people yeah. are in with these authority figures yeah. so it's like conservatives are a lot of them are on, on this line of thinking where it's like well we got to follow the rules we have to do it this way as opposed to actually doing something that's going to shake something up which is why they're not really um, accustomed to doing something that would shake something up like this they get a lot comfortable I mean even I didn't even seem like Benjamin and them wanted to do this it right. was something that ended up just being something as big as as what it got and even he was like yeah we don't want to come into too much conflict with the police or, or, or the military. I was sitting there, I was right over there. I was like, ah, that's an inevitable thing. Yeah. You better come yeah. to terms with it right now. But I Get think ready. once more people start rejecting that, like, okay, or this idea that they are on our side simply because they exist, I think you will start to see more people that are on, on the conservative or not leftist line of thinking that will shake something up. Because honestly, this is what it looks like. This is what, uh, uh, I guess, like non mass non-compliance sort of looks like. This is what it looks like. You don't have to be violent right. to shake stuff up and they know that and they're actually banking on you not doing that yeah they're honking horns they're not burning cities down yeah. so that's a big difference all right uh we got to take a break but first we want to thank our sponsor bambi so uh when running an h uh, business hr issues can kill you wrongful termination suits minimum wage requirements labor regulations and hr manager salaries aren't cheap an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding 
to terminations. They customize your policies to fit your business, help you manage your employees day to day, all for just $99 a month, month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. You can go to Bambi.com slash matters to schedule that free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash matters. Georgia Democrat Stacey Abrams, who, as you guys know, is the rightful Georgia governor, I would just like to say, according to her. Uh, she, her campaign claimed on Sunday that those who are attacking her for not wearing a mask in a room full of masked children were making a false political attack. Uh, so Stacey Abrams, here's this is the, the if you guys were actually watching, you can see this photo that went viral. It's Stacey Abrams. Is she sitting on the floor or a chair? I'm not sure. It looks like the floor. But uh, she's sitting in a classroom, elementary school, very, very small children, all masked up. And Stacey Abrams just sitting there just with her big, giant grin, very, very happy that she's masking the children so she can sit there without a mask. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting because these types of things are happening. You have the NFL playoff game where uh, you had uh, Gavin Newsom, you had Eric Garcetti, uh, <laughs> all pictures, no masks anywhere to be found well, in held, any of these pictures. Well, to be fair. That's, that's, a, great, uh, that's a great point. And so, that is a zero percent chance of transmission. Yeah, that's, a great, that's actually a great point. So let's listen to Los Angeles Democrat Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, well, yeah, okay, maybe I took off my mask, but I just held my breath while I took pictures. Watch. I wore my mask the entire game, and I, when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath and I put it here, and people could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from that. He held his breath. Someone yeah. gets paid probably about $85,000 a year to come up with that, like, <laughs> PR for him. Like, just say you held your breath. They're not going to think it's dumb. No, 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 just, 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 say, just say it. that. Yeah. Just say it. Uh, but Stacey Abrams, I, like, this one was just... I mean, I think that one takes the cake. Making all of the kids behind you mask up while you sit there with no mask on. And by the way, they, the Democrats will say, what? but she's vaccinated. Well, your own CDC director says that that doesn't stop the transmission. So actually, um, she doesn't stop the transmission. It doesn't stop you from getting it. So she could be spreading it to people. Yes. In an elementary school, what if she spread it to one of those dear children? <laughs> that, that aren't old enough to get vaccinated or yes. whatever. Well, yet, yeah, Eric. Yeah, that, yeah, Once they have their way. Yes, they're, they're working, working Don't, don't worry. That. They've got that <laughs> yeah, covered. Right. Uh, no, man, uh, I looked at that picture, and I know we can sit up in a rag on uh, the rightful governor of uh, <laughs> Georgia. But how is she still a thing? I, anyway? I don't know what she does, to be fair, like why she's a thing at all. It's I incredible. really can't understand. That is very, very fascinating. But just for those of you that are viewing this and just, just take a real good look at that picture and look at all those masked children that are there. Those children have parents that are sending their ch children to these indoctrination camps where they're forced to wear diapers on their face. I have more of an issue with y'all than I have with her goofy behind, because I expect that from her. Mm -hmm. She knows better. She's an adult. She's stupid. It is what it is. But these are y'all's children that y'all are sending there. So never mind how I feel about the education system and you sending your child there anyway. But you know that they're doing this to your children and y'all still send them there. I don't know at what point do I just lose complete sympathy for what it is the child is doing, especially when I see those videos. Oh, mad parent goes and walks in there. 
and, and really tells the administration about themselves because they had their child stand outside because they weren't vaccinated. I'm like, you're still sending your child there. Like, that's a problem. Stop sending the child. If this is child abuse, then you are complicit. Bingo. Uh, so, and then John, the next night, the mom's going to be, like, back on the couch drinking wine yep. and watching Netflix. She's <laughs> like, did you have a good day at school? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with no, drinking well, wine and watching Netflix. John. Well, no, but, you know, being a wine mom as an identity that's is fair. something that is problematic. That's fair. Also, you wait until the kids go to bed. You don't do See, it when I would, they get As someone school. who doesn't drink wine and is not a mother, I wouldn't know the, the culture. I don't mean to, you know. <laughs> Offend me? Yeah, Yeah, I didn't mean to. However, uh, to his point earlier about the pills, right? A white pill, I think, is that the Democrats have no, like, real statesman that they can sell to the masses. Mm -hmm. You know, if they had somebody who was, like, a very charismatic and well-put-together person who was selling these ideas... I would be very afraid. But it's people like Stacey Abrams or people like Joe Biden. Like, they literally don't have anybody who's really, like, palatable to the masses. And this kind of calls back to the Constitution. You know, maybe a serious country would arrest uh, Stacey Abrams in charge of, like, insurrection or sedition <laughs> or treason or something. Because one of the first sentences that they wrote was that all men are created equal. And the left likes to appropriate this as this sort of, like, call to, like, equality and egalitarianism. That's not what it was about. It was because the Founding Fathers were pissed off at the British for allowing, you know, the, the subjects to have one standard of law and the people at the top to have a different standard of laws. And so they wrote that to say, no, there is one set of laws for the nation to which all men are held accountable. And these people now are not doing that because they don't have to wear the masks because they know, just as we know, that they don't do anything. But everybody else has to as a sign of humiliation and submission to the narratives. Well, it is interesting because you see these Democrats getting caught uh, being hypocritical. And mm. you, I mean, people are getting rightfully angry. Even, I think, people, members of the left, because they're like, We've been doing like we don't like doing this and we've been doing this religiously. And now you guys are just going out there and defying it. Uh, Then you have New Jersey, who is eliminating the school mask mandate for children and staff. You have to wonder if all of these blunders uh, on their own side play into the decision. Well, they're not scared at all of COVID. Like, that's why they act the way that they act. They're not scared at all. They just expect you to be scared and they will talk that, speak it into existence. Now, we know where it's at. These mandates doesn't seem to impact, let's say, what the transmission rate or transmissibility rates are going around the country. Well, you see, like, California versus Florida and actually think, like, New York is doing worse. Um, and, And in some cases, despite having all these restrictions and Mm -hmm. all of that when it comes to transmission. So not only are they not scared of it, their own handlers are saying, well, it's not really, really working. So I don't know if public opinion is going to change on that because public, for the most part, is stupid. The people that are still listening to it and going with this charade. So I think but they're listening, but they're also seeing the people who they're listening to disregard their own. I think the rational people are going to look at that and say, yeah, this makes no sense. But. Are they rational people, yeah. I guess, is the other question. If you've been and, wearing a mask for this long, at you're not. This point, yeah. At this point, if you're still putting up with this charade, we have to question your ability to assess the situation. It's yeah. like the people linking arms, that meme, and it's like politicians not wearing the mask, and the people on the right are like, you're not wearing the mask, why do we have to wear it? And the people on the left are like, you're not wearing the mask, you're going to kill people. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. we're unified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, I mean, you know, midterms are coming up, too, so that may have something to do with it as well. Who knows? But uh, if you are in New Jersey, apparently you're Democrat governor will now allow you to send your children to school without masks, which is great if you're like not into child abuse. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. As always, remember that people.
The Biden administration is going to do its part to advance racial equity uh, by funding the distribution of crack pipes to drug addicts in underserved communities. You may think I'm making this up, but I am not. Uh, it is in the Department of Health and Human Services fiscal year 2022 harm reduction program. Uh, and the distributed kits, they say, will provide safer pipes for drug addicts to use when they when they smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, or any illicit substance. Uh, it's going to reduce their chances of becoming an infected. I can't. This is a grant program that's worth almost $30 million. Yep, so. That's where your money's going. And apparently, <laughs> I have you a case. can't make this uh, up. I mean, look, literal crackheads. I talk about them all the time. If you watch my timeline on Twitter, you see me. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is where we're at. This is not... Uh, <laughs> Hey, you guys wanted roads, though, so I'm, I'm in on that. That's a, it's all about the roads. You know, when I say your money right. is just being peed away by these different administrations, one prior to, you get mad at me and you say, what about my roads and my China? But, hey, you're getting cracked pipes. You're getting cracked pipes and syringes, so they, they're not to discriminating be against because the, of the type of drug. Yeah. Would it be bad if DC got nuked by the Russians? <laughs> like, would that be bad? Like in Modern Warfare Two, and right. we're like, would that yeah. be like the worst? You can thing make to an happen? argument that that's a net positive. That would be terrible. Uh, oh, this is so bad. All the worst people in the world just, just oh, I'm so like. That'd be I think you've left the audience something to seriously think saying, about. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> so yeah, just another day in the life. Uh, the Biden administration sending crack pipes to Americans using your tax money, by the way. Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.